How alone you good sixty podcast. I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli, and today I'm joined as it should be expected by Dylan Wax. Yeah, so we are here to talk about maybe by far the most stacked draft class um that we've done so far. Yeah, this this draft is truly a great one. Um so yeah, that this this uh episode should be fun. It was a lot of fun putting it together. Um so so yeah, we will get into it in just a moment, but first I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Chris J. Vaccarelli. If you're a small business, you're looking for an account with your tax needs, call Chris J. Vaccarelli CPA. Chris J. Vaccarelli. We don't forget about the little guy. Big thanks yeah. to him for sponsoring this episode and we will get into it here. Yeah, just to throw it out there, because you guys may be wondering how how this draft class has only played three years at most and or, or three years and, and how they're already considered the best rather than ones like like 2011, who have potentially had like full NFL careers. Well, you look at skill positions, and that's really where where you you see how much better it is and everything. Uh, the quarterbacks, it's the best quarterback class we've done so far. Um, probably most likely, you could argue maybe for like 2012. Uh, uh, running backs, it is insane. I think I had like 11 running backs in consideration for, for being drafted. I think I only ended up going with, uh, let's see, still like seven, eight. Um, it, it's absolutely stacked, to put it simply. Uh, on, and on the defensive side of the ball, it's, it's pretty solid. Not great in like the front seven, but, but very solid secondary. But anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, so um, here we will get into the first pick where um, where – the um where the pick in real life to to the Browns here was Miles Garrett. Now this has worked out for the Browns um until um it, until it it didn't um as far as the the character issues if you want to call it with um with Garrett I don't know basically bashing Miles Rudolph over the head with his helmet and that was in the whole incident um that happened this year, as many of you probably know. Um, but I think that um, the the Browns can can do better um, and fix that pick in some sense by by taking the um, the Super Bowl champion this year in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, guys. So just just keep in mind, we're doing all the draft day trades, not assuming a trade that got made after the selection. But like for example, just because we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs traded up with the Bills at to ten. But it was not like announced who they were selecting, so like it was still it was still in the process. So it like the Chiefs will be picking at ten, for example. But anyway, Mahomes is the best player in in the NFL, I think, and I, I think you could argue that that's pretty clear. But uh, he won MVP in his first year of or, or his first not his rookie year, but his first full year of playing uh, with the Chiefs, led them to the conference championship. This year came back. You could have argued that he would have been at at least an MVP candidate, but he got hurt, so missed some time. Came back, led this team to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, uh, and they're coming out as Super Bowl favorites next year. So, So Mahomes is definitely the star of this draft. Also for the Browns, they could really, although they were coming off a one and fifteen season, they could really build into a contender in short notice with with 
three, if I'm not mistaken, maybe four. Yeah, four second or four four first round picks at one, twenty two, twenty five, and twenty nine. So anyway, we can move on to the second pick where the Niners are on the clock, or the Bear, uh, yeah. the Bears technically are on the clock. Yeah, so the Bears here with this pick went with Mitch Trubisky. Now this pick hasn't exactly worked out as he can't exactly hit anyone that is closer than ten feet. Um. And he has become um, a guy who who um, showed a bit of promise and hasn't hasn't really fulfilled any of that promise. Um, went to so so quarterback was was obviously the need here for the Bears. So I think that um, they take a guy um, who who is a very um, who is a very solid quarterback, although and and would be the number one quarterback in most drafts. It just so happens that that the best player in um, in the NFL is is one so so anyway Deshaun Watson is the pick here yeah I completely agree we look at Mr. Bisky and, and not that he's been surrounded with the pieces that that have helped him succeed except for the great defense uh you look at this this team and you see nothing that should or, or nothing except for Allen Robinson on on night to night or, or on on some nights that is really going to help him succeed where like Mahomes is a Tyree Kill or Deshaun Watson had DeAndre Hopkins, but that does not make an excuse for the fact that Mitch Trubisky cannot hit a throw. If it even if it's short, it could be could be right in in the same range as him. He could still re- lo- logis- logistically miss the throw. He's a terrible player, so I think Deshaun Watson, especially if the need is quarterback, is a huge huge upgrade here. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll move on here to to number three, where the 49ers are on the clock. Um, I think that they go with with a guy who's arguably the best running back in football. I don't think he is. I think Saquon is, and that's probably me just being Giants biased. But anyway, um, one of the best running backs in football here in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, now I think that is an argument for another day. McCaffrey was was very talented in college along with Saquon, and, and that completely translated to the NFL um, very quickly. I, I think McCaffrey is the slightly better player. I am the most pessimistic human being on the planet when it comes to the Giants and, and I guess all of my sports teams. But but I think especially after last season where we saw Saquon, who who you could argue is worse than uh, McCaffrey and Saquon's rookie year, kind of underperformed now. Now you could blame that on injury, the O-line, the team, the quarterback, all of the above. Uh, anyway... I think it is a great pick for the Niners, who, who at the time were kind of looking at a running back situation of like, what we'll say, I get, I guess like Carlos Hyde probably. Um, they snagged like Matt Breda in this draft. Anyway, here I, I think we go back probably till midway through the season, like week eight, week and 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 earlier and the pick here is Miles Garrett and I think it's at least slightly obvious that the pick would be Miles Ma- Garrett but but then character issues happen now now this is the most character issue draft I think I've ever seen there's three guys who are, are something something of a questionable player now I have all of them still being selected but but still uh anyway I think the 49ers will select TJ Watt yeah um I like that um, in terms of, of need, that, that certainly makes sense as Watt is 
is an edge rusher, and they took Solomon Thomas here. So, so I think that completely makes sense. Um, I think, uh, in my opinion, McCaffrey is is the best player available. But I think if we're going in terms of need, that that certainly makes a ton of sense. We will move on here to four to the Jags, um, where the pick in real life was Leonard Fournette, one of um, well, a, a part of this stacked um, running back class, um, as I mentioned. After um, I think that. Um, that Fournette has deal. There are rumors that they want to trade him now. That's a whole deal. But Jaguars here go with the guy you had going at three in TJ Watt. Yeah, now Fournette, I do not think is a bad player. I do not exactly understand what the Jags' problem is. Now, I'm not denying that he is maybe not a top five running back in this class. But, but like I said, when you have. Mm, 10, 12 first-round level guys, well, well, that's not that bad. But I, I think the Jags satisfy or, or, yeah, no, completely satisfy their running back need by selecting Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I like that. Um, obviously, just um, flipped picks there for us. We will move on here to, to five, the Titans, um, where the pick in real life was receiver Corey Davis, who hasn't, who, who wasn't the ideal pick. At the but um, wide receivers to go. Um, I think that here really here um, as as a guy that should be considered for the tight for the top tight end in football job, uh, and that would be George Kittle. Yeah, now, although I did not exactly understand any word you said there, because we had some audio issues, as it seems, uh, I assume you were talking about Corey Davis and that, and then said that you have the Titans selecting George Kittle. Yeah. Uh, I have the same thing. Uh, George Kittle, I think, is not the best Titan in football, but, but how fast he's emerged at the star is really impressive, I, I think. He did not make too much of an impact until 18, where he, he kind of went off. Uh, and then this year, he, was, he wasn't he was like so eye-catching, but there was just some monster plays that, that you look at and see, um, wow, this guy is very good. Like, for example, when, when he kind of threw the whole Saints team or, or took the whole Saints team off on his back and kind of kind of threw them all off and... and, and I think Marcus Williams' uh, hand got stuck in his helmet or, or something ridiculous like that. Uh, anyway, I think George Kittle's a very good receiving or, or receiving player. He is by far the best receiver slash tight end in this draft. So we will move on to the sixth pick where I think the Jets, who selected Jamal Adams in real life, whether they've had like contract issues or, or just some issues, they – they kind of seem to be committed to him, so I think they will draft Jamal Adams again. Yeah, I have the exact same pick here. Um, as Dill mentioned, this was the pick in real life. Again, another guy who has some trade rumors around him. Um, they just continue to swirl even after the Jets continue to deny them. But but anyway, um, I think that Jamal Adams obviously was the pick in real life and, and is the pick here for both loss. Yeah, Jamal Adams is is a beast. I, I don't know what else to say. He he's a very good player, I think. Uh and I and I think if you hit 
so hard or or, or hit well on a pick, then then you probably do it again. Now, I think if you're looking from a standpoint of well, maybe you can get an upgrade at this position, then then that could be a thought. But I don't think there really is an upgrade uh, over Jamal Adams at at the safety. Although a very stacked safety draft and. and cornerback draft too i'm just gonna throw it out here now randomly from from 14 to 24 i only have running back and secondary members going that kind of just that kind of just proves it anyway we can move on to the seventh pick where the chargers are on the clock yeah here um i think that the chargers go with a guy who who has come on strong over the last few years as or, or or really came on strong the the end of two years ago um, and had a terrific year last year, helping my fantasy team, my fantasy team exponentially in Chris Godwin. Yeah. So I do not cause I, or I am a, a believer in the fact that Chris Godwin is currently and will end up being the best receiver in this draft class. But I think when you look at him and Juju, who are most likely the clear top two receivers in this draft, right. I, I think Juju's kind of been better over time, although he did not have a, a very good injury-riddled season last year. Anyway, I, I think that's logical just because Godwin will presumably be or end up being better than, than Juju. I think the Chargers here just go with a safe pick to to boast their defense that has been pretty solid for the past. Okay, safe might be an overstatement, but, but we're going to have the Chargers select Miles Garrett. Yeah, obviously I think that, that as Dill mentioned, he um, would, would easily be in consideration to go in the top five, top three, but but one, um, but one, but it only takes one time to dash another player over the head with your helmet and and then you and then that is diminished but but anyway I think that that is completely fair I have been going a few picks later here um we will move on here to eight to the Panthers where um they got um where the Panthers McCaffrey a guy who is um long off the board for both of us I think that they go with um the second best running back in this class, in my opinion, um, in Alvin Kamara. Okay, now when you say the second, I have the same pick here, so we can explain that in a second. Now, when you say second best running back in this class, Dalvin Cook is also in this class. And like I said, do not quote me on this. I currently think Dalvin Cook is better than Alvin Kamara. I, I I think you see injury right. concerns with Cook, which is why he is not, or why I don't have him being selected ahead of of Kamara. But but I, I genuinely think that Dalvin Cook is a better player. Um, uh, but but now for yeah, you can, so you can I, I think say that, what you think. About I, I think I would, for the most part, agree. I think that it is close, but I think as you mentioned, what what really sets them apart is is the injury history and and how riddled uh, injury. Cook has had, and I think that that's what 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 puts Kamara over the top, and and that's what I think separates them, at least for me. I think, um, I think if Cook stays stays on the field, um, consistently and can avoid that injury history, then then certainly I, I think that he he would be better than than Kamara. But I think at least what we've seen so far, I think Cook is only going to continue to be riddled by injury. So I think that that's. That's something that that looms in large part in this decision. Right, I am a a, a huge Dalvin Cook fan. I, I personally think he's better than Saquon, just because they both seem 
somewhat injury riddled, and I think Cook has proved more so far. But but I'm not saying long term. But anyway, we can move on to uh, the ninth pick, where the Bengals who selected who selected John Ross, the the third receiver selected in this draft. Now, Mike Williams was not a horrid pick, seventh to the Chargers. Uh, neither was Corey Davis. John Ross is a pretty terrible pick. Now now he is damn fast, but he's not that good. Um, so I, I think the Bengals get a, a good replacement receiver. Now, If I, I think if Miles Garrett was still on the board, the Bengals would select him, because the Bengals and the Chiefs, who are selecting back-to-back, are, are character issue central, as I like to call it, but um, he's off the board, so I think they'll just get, in my opinion, the best receiver um, over time in Juju. Um, yeah, that, that makes complete sense to me. I think that the Bengals here go with the guy you had going at seven in Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett is is a pretty pretty solid player when not getting into fights. Well, well, we've only seen that once, but but it's one of the more crazy fights we have seen in, in recent history, or or more mo, more violent fights we've seen in recent history. So I don't think that is necessarily. I I, I don't think Miles Garrett. Career is over. We saw Kareem Hunt. Now this was off the field, not on the field, which maybe helps Hunt's case or, or Joe Mixon actually. Also, who we'll get to later, um, it, it helps their case that it was off the field. But but they return from from the character issues and and have had good careers since. Well, Hunt only had one year with the Browns, but I, I think he was a very solid. Um, player he, he was kind of splitting carries with Nick Chubb and then and then for Mixon has had a solid NFL career so far so I would not write Miles Garrett off as a whole we can move on to the 10th pick where the Chiefs got um where the Chiefs selected Patrick Mahomes now he is obviously long off the board for both of us but I think and I don't think there's any other quarterback because like um like this quarterback class and this quarterback class is not so stacked considering it only has two competent NFL quarterbacks, but, but those are two very, very good NFL quarterbacks. So I think the Chiefs go receiver here selecting Chris Godwin. Yeah, I like that. I think that the Chiefs also go receiver here in, in Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I was not sure what to think about Chris Godwin um, going into this year. I think a lot of people, including you, and, and to be honest, including me, I think I would have considered him. Uh, now, this is fantasy football does not matter, but but I think a lot of people and and this was more related to fantasy because like it would be more talked about was primed for a breakout year. Now now not only did he break out as the second star receiver on the Buccaneers, I think it's arguable now that he is better than Mike Evans on mm-hmm. the Buccaneers. Uh, he he's very very good. It at least appears after after this season. I think um, I, I think this is a great pick for the Chiefs to pair along with with Tyree Kill. The only slight problem is if Alex nothing against Alex Smith. Alex Smith was very good up until that horrific uh, horrific leg injury, and and then they filmed. Have you seen like the the series like on ESPN E sixty? Yeah. Um, so they made one like a, like a month ago on Alex Smith and, and man, it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. It was like the process after the, the leg injury. Um, anyway, I think Alex Smith, who ended up leading the Chiefs to a playoff only a year later, considering Mahomes did not play his rookie year, 
could could do it for at least maybe a few years because they don't have Mahomes anymore. So we can move on to the eleventh pick where the Saints selected Marshawn Latimer. Yeah, um, I think that um, they they stick with this pick here. Um, a guy who who has emerged as one of um, as one of the better corners in football here. Yeah, we see a a lot of very good cornerbacks go in this draft class with with guys like. Lattimore and the, and then Tredavious White and Marlon Humphrey and Dory Jackson, uh, for for some examples, I, I think, mm, I, I not sold on Marshawn Lattimore being the best cornerback in this class, but I think because it's worked out well now and and nothing has proved that he isn't the best corner in this class. I think you do the same pick again. I completely agree with you. Uh a very solid player in Lattimore, so why why wouldn't you just select right. him again? All right, so we will move on here to 12 to the Texans, where I have them selecting Ryan Ramchak. Yeah, Ryan Ramchak, uh, go Badgers. I think Ryan Ramchak is a guy that, in terms of, of talent at, at the tackle position, maybe, maybe, if there's a really tackle-needy team, like if the Giants, I think, were selecting – Higher in this draft. Now, I only have one offensive lineman going this whole thing. It's not a very good offensive line class, but just outside of Ramchick, I think if the Ramch- if the Giants maybe are picking in the top five-ish, seven-ish, I think maybe you could realistically pick Ramchick, but, but I'd not see a desperately O-line needy team yet. Uh, so I think he is good to slide into the Texans. Now, now the Texans do not get their player of the future along with the Chiefs here uh, because those guys went one and two. But I think Ramchak is a is a solid player, uh, a, a solid replacement, not in the sense of position, but in terms of talent, a solid replacement for Deshaun Watson. Right. We can move on to the 13th pick where the Cardinals selected Hassan Reddick, who, who came out of Temple, so he got all – the like the raves sure um there he i think i half remember a lot of people wanting him to get drafted to the eagles he went one pick before the eagles i think the cardinals here build on their secondary um a, a very solid i think it's realistic maybe uh for the cardinals to to build on the front seven but i think i will go with the secondary member here by selecting Trey yeah Davis. i like that now Trinity Davis white goes just one pick later um which we will talk about in a moment here but I think that um, 13 to the Cardinals, I think that they go with Dalvin Cook. Now, I think um, in terms of fit, th- this probably isn't it um, because obviously you had David Johnson coming off um, a solid year um, and would continue to have some solid years, but then it, but he kind of fell off a little bit due to somewhat injuries and just due to some poor play overall um, until he would be eventually traded. So I think that maybe... Davin Cook, who who has had an injury-riddled career. Maybe if he sits out one or two years, he can allow his body to fully recover, and, and then maybe he and then maybe he comes out and, and is fully healthy. Um, as far as your pick in Tredavious White, like I said, I am going 14 to the Eagles. So I think that the Eagles improve a secondary that hasn't been terrific over the past few years. But yeah, um, we will move on here to 14 where, where you can give your pick. Yeah, just to just to speed back to 
the Cardinals selecting Dalvin Cook. I think in terms of in terms of fit, it's fine. I just think David Johnson at the time looked like one of the better running backs in football, if not the top, maybe a top three running back, top top two. I don't know if it was probably still Le'Veon Bell at the time, but Johnson could have possibly been like number two. I do not think this is. A, a terrible pick, and especially how we know how this turned out, how how three or three years later and he's already off the team, plus with the fact that Dalvin Cook has kind of emerged as a top, at, at best probably, top three at worst, definitely top seven running back in football. So I think in, in that sense it's not a bad pick, but I have a swapping pick to pick later. Now in real life, the Eagles um, selected Derek Barnett, a guy who made a clutch play in the Super Bowl, obviously. Um yeah, but I do not have – and I have him going a, but a bit later, um, I guess a lot later in this redraft. I think they get a, a – we, we look at the Eagles running backs. I, I think they select Dalvin Cook here, and we look at their running backs, and I think from from 2017 to, to now they've had a bunch of good ones but not a, a pure consistent running back. You look at um, – Examples such as Garrett Blunt, Jay Jai, um, Corey Clement, uh, Boston Scott, just to skip to this year, like a bunch of guys, but not a consistent one. Where I think Dalvin Cook, if he's staying healthy, will become a consistent sure. one. Sure. All right. So we will uh, move on here to 15, where I think that the um, Colts select um, James Conner. Um, now, this is a guy who, who, um, or just to just to give you guys the pick in real life, the pick in real life was Malik Hooker. Um, I believe I have him going later um, in this redraft. I do. Um, so I think James Conner really came on strong over the last few years. Obviously had that breakout year when 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 Le'Veon had the whole um, franchise tag holdout dispute. Um, so I think that that James Conner has has done very well. And, and after Le'Veon left, he had. A solid, um, he had a solid um, season this past year, um, but and then he um, is now like crazy ripped. We the, he posted a picture um, yesterday where I don't like he was like his back was like huge. I don't really know what it was, but anyway, um, James Connors the pick here for me. Yeah, I think the Colts go running back here as well. Now, if you're the Colts, you, you pray that Ryan Ramchick falls here, but he does not for either of us. I think James Conner has definitely have the most inspirational story, being a, being a cancer survivor and all, but I think when we look to the future of this guy who I've been selecting in James Conner's career, I think he probably has more potential than James Conner. So I think the Colts... We'll yeah, Aaron I like Jones. that. Obviously, Aaron Jones had a terrific, terrific year this year. But anyway, we will move on here to, to 16 to the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens here selected Marlon Humphrey. I don't think – or I think it's logical that you do it again, like maybe more than logical. But I think they decide to go with a different secondary member by selecting a diff- another Alabama native. Yeah, so I have the exact same pick here. Um, I agree with – Everything you said, um, it, you could certainly make the case for Marlon Humphrey to be the pick here, but I think that Eddie Jackson makes a little bit more sense, as you alluded to. Both, um, both guys that um, have been ter- or that have been terrific um, in the secondary. Um, 
now Eddie Jackson has been um, has had a very good run um, on the Chicago defense. Um, so I think that um, that 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 um, certainly makes sense for both of us there. Now I now we will move on here to seventeen to the Redskins, where um, I think that they select Kenny Galladay. Now, um, now the pick here in real life was was Jonathan Allen, um, but I think that that um, that Kenny Galladay makes a lot of sense. Um, Kenny Galladay has been a model of consistency. Um, I think that he he has had a very solid career. He um, he um, is probably the third best. Um, he is the third best receiver in this draft class, in my opinion. You could argue for somebody else. Um, you could argue for potentially Cooper Cup, who I have going um, a little bit later um, in this redraft. But I think that that you can't ignore the consistency and the consistency at a good level that that Kenny Galladay has has been for the Lions. He has been a number one target um, for. Uh, Matthew Stafford for um, a long time now just to um, just to go back to to what the pick was in real life Jonathan Allen as I already said so so you could argue that they go with someone on the D line although I don't know who you would go with but but yeah that's my pick there Kenny Gall we are back um, we continue to have technical difficulties um, so we are just going to pick up where um, anyway um, I gave my pick 17 to the Redskins. Dill, you can give yours here. Yeah, as I was trying to say before um, before we got some technical difficulties, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this part, but, but Kenny Galladay was kind of a very, a very good situation with the Lions just because Matthew Stafford kind of fits Kenny Galladay's, like, bomb play style, like like catching deep passes. I think the Redskins decide, though, to add to their secondary by selecting Marcus Williams. Yeah, I like that. Now, Williams goes um, uh, just a little bit later for me, but we will move on here to 18 to the Titans, where I think that they go with Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey, I, I have the same pick here. Now, in real life, the pick was uh, – Dory Jackson, which which wasn't a, a bad pick, uh, by by any means, but not necessarily the best cornerback on the board. I th- I think it's arguable that Dory Jackson is better that than Marlon Humphrey, and that you would do this pick again. But I decided to settle for Humphrey. Right. All right. So we will move on here to nineteen to the Bucks, where um I think that they go with um Aaron Jones, a guy. Um, a guy that Dill you had going earlier, fifteen to the Colts. Now here, the pick was OJ Howard, um, who has had a solid career. Is probably the third best tight end in this class, um, behind the likes of Evan Ingram and David Njoku. Um, so and and I, Kittle and Kittle and Kittle. Sorry, I totally forgot about him. So so fourth best for OJ Howard. Um, but anyway, um. I think that they get a new offensive weapon in Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I think 
that works. I, I have him off the board. So I think the Buccaneers go running back as well, a guy that has had a questionable career so far, not in terms of talent or skill, but in terms of off-the-field issues. I think the the Buccaneers select Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt did some shady things, and I'm not going to pretend like I did not see the, the shady things. But, but you see Kareem Hunt, you see a, a full 2017 season where he was um, probably the best rookie running back because McCaffrey didn't exactly emerge yet. And, and then we move on to tw- – and, and probably Kamara, actually. But, but then Hunt. Then we move on to 18 where he was having an amazing season until things got put on hold. And then he was great as a backup running back behind Nick Chubb or even like a co-running back next to Nick Chubb this year. So I don't think Kareem Hunt's career being somewhat delayed over – issues uh, Kareem Hunt's still a very good player sure all right so we will move on to 20 to the Broncos where I think that the Broncos here go with Evan Ingram now Ingram has had a good career for the Giants went on the field has has struggled with injuries and 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 maybe that's why you argue for for him going behind someone like like Njoku but I think that if Ingram can continue to or can can maybe in this made-up universe avoid all the injuries, then I think that this is a very solid pick here for the Broncos. Yeah, I still have Ingram being the second tight end off the board behind Kittle, but but that's a bit a bit later. Um, I, I think the Broncos go with the, the second running back of three to go in a row and five of six picks. I, I think the Broncos looked concerning on every aspect of, of the offense, so I think you kind of have to go. I think quarterback would probably be the pick as Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch were their quarterbacks the year before, but, but there's no competent quarterbacks here. So I think the Broncos will select James Conner. Um, yeah, now I, I like Conner um, being the pick here. Um, obviously, you have our I, – I had him going um, a little bit earlier. Now we can move on here. Um, two twenty one to the Lions. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, or not makes sense, but yeah, we can do that. Now I have the third and final running back selected in a row here. Um, but but the fifth or or the third uh, of five and six picks, like I'm going to keep saying, and and there were also two before this run. Uh, or, or one, I guess, kind of. Uh, I think. The the Lions select Leonard Fournette here. Yeah, I have the exact same pick here. Now the pick in real life was was Jared Davis. We also forgot to give the pick at twenty where it was um where it was tackle Garrett Boyles. Um, so yeah, so same pick there for us um for for the Lions. Yeah, I mean you look at what the the Lions were at the time, and they were a a playoff team that past year. Um, so maybe it was not such a concern to build on particularly more important things like the defense or your O-line or, or even your quarterback. But I, I guess now looking how it turned out, maybe maybe you go somewhere else. But but I think the Lions are a, a team that, that was, was not contending for Super Bowls at the time, but, but contending for the playoffs. So, so I, I think maybe you go in a win-now situation and add a very good running back. Sure. All right, so we will move on here to 22 
to the Dolphins, where I think that they go with the first of back-to-back safeties um, being selected here in Marcus Williams. Yeah, uh, I, I like that pick. It's it's a solid one. Uh, uh, yeah, Marcus Williams is is a very solid player. I think the the Dolphins. Um, wait, it's on the clock. I I have the Dolphins here selecting Jabril Peppers. Yeah, now Peppers goes just one pick later to the Giants for me. So I think that Peppers has been has been good, um, has been solid on special teams as well as a traditional safety, was was obviously a big part of the blockbuster Odell trade or uh, last last offseason. So so I think that, that makes sense. Um we move so twenty three um to the Giants. The pick in real life was Evan Ingram, a guy we um talked about or yeah, I talked about earlier. Um, so I think that Peppers is a pick here, as I already said. So you can give your pick to the Giants here. Yeah, and although I love Saquon, I think if you look at the Giants, you either want – you look at what you're going to need in the future, and, and that was probably quarterback and running back in next year's draft plus O-line. But, but like we said, maybe 30 times that, that was not the concern. Uh Anyway, I, I think the Giants add to the running back core here, um, or, or any running back situation, by selecting Joe Mixon. Yeah, now, Mixon, um, I didn't want to have them going. I have Mixon going. Just one pick later to the Ravens. The ma- main reason I didn't want Mixon going is because I didn't want a, a scenario where the Giants don't get Saquon, because I still think Saquon was is completely ideal. Um, with the next draft, which we will get to in our next episode when we redraft um, the 2018 draft, which which obviously includes Saquon Barkley. But anyway, um, I think that Mixon makes sense. I think you have to look at, at what was the need and the, at the time, and that was offensive line as per usual and and quarterback and running back. So so I think that that makes, makes plenty of sense here. Mixon goes 24 to the Raiders, um, so you can give your 24 here. Yeah. Uh. Well, in real life, the Raiders selected um, Gary Conley, and he did, or he has done not much in the NFL. So I think they go with a or the final of nine running backs selected in this first round with Chris Carson. Yeah. Now Carson has had a good career. Um, has had some history with injuries. He doesn't actually go for me. Um, I think that um, he – I think I have a, guy, a different running back going instead of him. But but anyway, I think that um, obviously um, the pick for me um, was, was Joe Mixon. So running backs for both of us for the Raiders. Now we will move on here to 25 to the Browns. Now um, the, the pick um, here to, to – um, or rather, I think that the pick here is Kareem Hunt. Yeah, uh, I I think that is a solid pick. He has been he's been or he was pretty good for them um, last year. I I think the Browns here go with a receiver in selecting Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, Galladay is off the board for me. So. So we will move on here to 26 to the Falcons, where I have them taking a guy that has been on the Giants and has been and has been solid 
on the Giants in Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah, uh, I think that's a solid pick for for them. I think the Falcons go with a different defensive line and player by selecting Tack McKinley. Yeah. That was a pick in real life, and I think they would do it again because he's been pretty solid. Right. Um, so, I like that pick. Um, I think that, um, yeah, that 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 works. Um, he doesn't actually go for me, but um, but just to go back, the, the pick in real life for the Browns was Jabril Peppers, who I obviously have going to the Giants at 23. Um, now we'll move on here to 27, to Buffalo, where the pick in real life was Tredavious White, a guy who is long off the board for both of us. Um, so, But I think that the Bills here go with a guy that, that, as I said when I was talking about the Kenny Galladay pick, you could argue goes ahead of him um, in Cooper Cup. Yeah, I have the same pick. I, I was going to put Cup over Galladay, but I decided to change on it just because Galladay has been consistent and is such a deep threat. Uh, but I think Cooper Cup is a very solid pick for the Bills. Right. Here. All right, so we will move on here to 28 to the Cowboys, where I think that they go with David Njoku. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick uh, for the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys going with a tight end as well, but just one that is off the board a while ago for you. So I, I have them selecting uh, them selecting Evan Ingram. Yeah, now obviously Ingram, um, the main concern um, would be, would be injuries for him, um, a solid player when he can stay on the field, as I mentioned earlier. But anyway, we will move on here to 29, to the Browns, where I think that they take Malik Hooker. Yeah, I have Malik Hooker going a bit later in this draft. Uh, I think that's a solid pick for the Browns. Now, the Browns have now, for me, added um, Mahomes and and Galladay, and I think now they're going to add a Dory Jackson. For you, you have them adding Mahomes and now uh, Kareem Hunt as well. So, obviously, a huge upgrade for the Browns. Uh, I-, I think they select Dory Jackson, uh, two solid secondary players that we have these teams selecting. We can move on to the 30th pick where the Steelers are on the Yeah, block. now I think that the Steelers here go with Austin Eckler, a guy who has been rock solid behind um, – behind, uh, Melvin uh, Gordon um, and um, has um, had a solid season this year, um, um, although being riddled a little bit by injury. Anyway, um, that's that's the pick here for me. Yeah, I have um, no more running backs being selected, so I have the Steelers going with Super Bowl saving play in Derek Barnett. Yeah, so obviously Barnett went a lot higher. Barnett doesn't actually go here in the first round for me, but I think we can move on here to 31 to the 49ers where uh, where or just to go back for, for two seconds here, the, the pick in real life to the Steelers was TJ Watt which, who is obviously off the board for both of us. You could argue he was the steal of the first round. It was probably Mahomes, but but anyway, um, the pick here in real life was was Reuben Foster to to the 49ers, and you can give your pick here to them. Yeah, uh, I think that is pretty good. Uh, I have the Niners 
selecting um, David and Joku. Yeah. Now it's a, right. it's a go ahead. It's a slight replacement for George yeah. Kittle. All right. So I think that the the Niners here go with um, Jukaris McKinley. Um, uh, replacing position for position, basically, um, into edge rushers um, in, um, in in my pick and, and Ruben Foster. Yeah, uh, I, I swear you said that Tack McKinley uh, was not going to be selected, but it's, but it's fine. Uh, we can just move on to the 32nd pick where in real life the Saints selected Brian Ramchick, obviously a snag. I think the Saints add their second Ohio State secondary of the first round by getting Malik Hooker. Yeah, obviously Hooker is off the board for me. Um, I think that um, they add um, a different secondary position in Dory Jackson to close out the redraft portion of this episode. Um, and we will wrap things up here with, with some what-if scenarios. Yeah, so a, a- – thing that is interesting uh, is Odell still end up being on the Giants because the Browns maybe are not looking to trade for him? Um, no. I think that if it wasn't going to be the Browns, it was going to be somebody else. Um, I think that it just wasn't going to work out long, tour, sorry, long term. Um, so I think that, that overall um, if he was going to get traded, he was going to get traded. I don't think that there's any changing that um, it, it might not be to the Browns, but I don't think he ends up on the Giants long term. Um, I obviously have the Giants adding um, what was a big pick or what was a big piece um, in in that trade in Jabril Peppers during this draft. Um, yeah, right. Uh, uh, so so for me, this is only for me, so I'll answer this, and I guess you can contribute too, even though it doesn't affect your mock draft. Now, with the Giants going running back, is there the slightest uh, – or, or, or there, do they go quarterback next year's draft? Probably, but is there any chance they get what might be the best – in my opinion, probably is the best offensive lineman in the league in Quentin Nelson? Um, next year, I think – I don't know, because I think in terms of, of, of redraft, maybe, but I think that, that in real life, that, that wasn't going to happen. I think it was either a quarterback or Saquon. Um, but I think that what's what's interesting for you is is they probably don't take a running back two years in a row in Mixon and Saquon. So, so yeah. Right, I agree. Uh, I have no more what-ifs. I don't, I don't know if you do. Yeah, um, I guess I, I have one more. Um, do you think that the Browns end up contending, even though we say that they're going to, or people like that people like to say that they are going to contend every year, um, as they are always the quote unquote on paper champions of the offseason? But but do you think that they can contend with with Mahomes, um, and for you with Mahomes, um, and and some other guys? Um, so do you think that? that they can contend. What's weird is so the Browns came out the next year with Deshaun Kaiser, basically, who was their drafted quarterback and went 0-16. Now with Mahomes, because he is most definitely going to be the starting quarterback from day one, I, he does not lead you to an 0-16 record, but I do not think they contend year one. But year two is when we saw the Browns go 7-8-1. Uh, and one. If I'm not mistaken, they were – 
like two and a half games out of winning the division, uh, which isn't bad by any means. So I think when you look at that, plus with the fact that Mahomes had an MVP level season, plus Kenny Galladay's improving, who I have him selecting. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a very realistic chance they can contend at least more than they've had. Yeah, so I would far. completely agree with you. Um, for me, it's, it's uh, Mahomes, obviously, but then it's also Kareem Hunt and um, and Malik Hooker. So I think that they really improve um, during this redraft, but I would completely agree with you. I don't know that they necessarily contend year one, but I think year two, you can definitely um, expect them to contend even without the Odell trade. Yeah, I agree. So that basically wraps up this episode. You can do yeah. an outro. All right. I guess. So thank you, Dell, for coming on. We will redraft the 2017 um, uh, NBA draft um, tomorrow. Um, I think that um, that that will wrap things up for this episode. Please continue to do to tune in um, for more redraft content. But anyway, we will talk to you guys later.